0: Welcome to Biblical Perspectives on Aging, the podcast where you and your church will find answers to the difficult questions that arise as we grow older. On behalf of the Baptist Home, this is your host, Dr. Andy Brames. Welcome to Biblical Perspectives on Aging. This week, we continue our interview with Tom Turner as he discusses ministering to senior adults in the state of South Carolina. If you missed last week's episode, we invite you to listen to part one of this discussion entitled Serving Seniors Who Are Serving Others. And don't forget to click subscribe to hear more great conversations on applying biblical principles to aging issues. Here's the rest of the interview with Tom Turner. Thank you for mentioning that, Tom. I think that probably is one of the biggest challenges that many people on the outside of the industry are not thinking about as much. What feedback um, What feedback have you had from the families? I mean, obviously there's an understanding that, that has to be in play, but it's frustrating for the, the families on the outside as well. Have they been fairly open and accepting uh, of the policies that you've had to have in play, or have you had some pushback on that?
1: No, I would say for the most part they've been positive. and and very helpful. We have some of the best families of individuals that we care for. I think like all of us though, they're coming to the end of their um, ability to to not see mom anymore. Mom and dad, I think that they are, they've been very um, accommodating. They understand the limitations we have. They understand that for the most part, they've understood that, you know, we aren't setting these guidelines. They've been setting by local government and the CDC. But again, I think it, it, it's one of those situations that they're ready to see their loved ones again, and then you know we'll have that. We do have a small population of people who are very cautious themselves, and so we've received some questions about how are we going to reenter or have a reentry safely, and, and should we reconsider that? It's been not many, but a few, and so we're trying to answer that as as best we can. Again, 2020 has been a year like no other. <laughs> so Absolutely. none of us know none of us know the answers to those things. We just we just got to continue. One thing our families do for the most part realize is that um, while this all surprised us, it did not surprise the Lord. Amen. And so we're just leaning on him for guidance and direction. And and so hopefully he will continue to bless our communities, your communities, um, and those who live in senior living communities.
0: Thank you for that, Tom, very much. Um, now, you said that you've been in, involved in caring uh, senior care in some way, shape, or form for over 25 years. The last 10 plus years, there's a part of the SCBMA. Part of your career was in the for-profit sector. Explain some of the similarities and differences related to those mindsets. You've been an administrative the entire time, you said. What are some of the similarities and differences uh, from that perspective, Tom?
1: Well, obviously there are a good amount of similarities in, in care levels. We provide on our campuses and in many life plan communities, not-for-profit life care communities, we provide skilled nursing, assisted living, some independent services, just like the for-profit folks do. So there's a lot of similarities in that. Similarities... In how regulatory wise they're operated, and and then we see in some of our for profit arenas, like the not for profit, that we're we have those who are getting into uh, those providers who are getting involved in home care, some hospice services. So all the services are very similar, whether it be in the not the not for profit or the for profit. You know, I, I like to tell our staff that um, that in the for profit arena. Um, that there was a term I, I learned early on, which was called, we can't have margin without mission. And honestly, even in the far profit side, that's what I heard. But that really took a di- very different view for me when I came into the not-for-profit world, recognizing how important our mission is. And I think that's really the difference um, that we're, we're here to establish a mission. It's kind of interesting, Andy, on a personal note, as an administrator, I have always felt like I was able to minister to individuals, whether I was in a for-profit or not-for-profit environment. But when I joined the not-for-profit sector of senior living, I realized that it really becomes our DNA and who we are Hmm. is the mission piece. And that for us and so many not-for-profits really come back to our biblical principles that guide us. Not to say it can't be that way in a for-profit, sector. There are those companies that operate that way, but it's unusual. But in the, in the for-profit and more specifically the faith-based communities like the Baptist here in South Carolina and there in Missouri, it really, I think, it starts with our guiding biblical principles. And ours is that, you know, our ministry is built on the faith and foundation of the work of God. And then from there, we establish what those principles mean to us, and for us, they're Christian service and stewardship partnerships and perseverance. We, as I said earlier, we've been in, in uh, our business of caring for individuals for 60 years. And we believe that the Lord has blessed us in a lot of ways to be able to continue to do that. And so I think that is really the differences is how our mindsets change. And uh, now with that said, like any other business, you've got to be able to keep the lights on and mm. and, uh, and and uh, keep paying bills. And so we, we can't forget that we are a business, but larger than that, we're a ministry to people. And I think what's been so exciting for me through the years is to, um, with this ministry, with SCBMA, is to really see the connection of our Baptist constituents that we serve. We do have individuals on our campus that aren't Baptist, but for the most part, about 80% of our, the last time I surveyed, about 80% of our population attest to be Southern Baptist. And so, as I said earlier, many of those are retired pastors and missionaries, but some of them are Christian lay people that just want to know they live in an environment when they, when they have care needs, folks who are, are going to love them because we love Jesus. Mm. And, and And so that's really the difference in what we in what we do in addition to the mission, we also I think in the, in the faith-based organizations that we have, we also see some funding changes that allow us to care for people that um, maybe wouldn't be able to live in a for-profit side. For example, at SCBMA, we have a missionary fund, we call it the minister's Fund um, that's taken up every year and a special offering that churches voluntarily can participate in. It's called the Mother's Day Offering. You may have something similar in Missouri. And that fund is established for ministers and missionaries, primarily, that would not be able to financially live on one of our campuses without some um, assistance, financial assistance. And so that gives us the ability to ensure we are taking care of those individuals if they wanna move in one of our campuses, our need, and their needs are there. So I think that's probably the difference. That's that's
0: wonderful. Thank you for sharing that uh, very much. Well, Tom, I appreciate your time today. Is there anything else that you would like to share uh, with our
1: audience today? You know, the only thing I was gonna mention, Andy, is, uh, you know, as you said, 2020 has been a, a really different year. And I think some of what all Christian ministries including ourselves, are experiencing is just the cultural shifts in, in our world and how that is starting to affect how we do ministry and how we continue to do ministry um, in a way that supports our residents and their families and our staff. And, you know, whether we're talking about COVID or we're just talking about the way our culture looks and views certain issues, it's, it's just, it's a new challenge that we didn't have even five years ago to the extent that we have now. You know, how we manage staff, how we communicate and articulate our Christian values, and how we continue to be authentic in providing those, and how can we do that in a legal environment that is going to be careful, but yet still to some degree, unapologetic about our Christian stance. Mm-hmm. And and that's really kind of, I, I think, for Christian organizations and, and many para-church uh, organizations like us are going to, the, the, the real areas of focus that need to be there in the future to ensure us to have longevity as we move forward in our culture. Does that make sense to you? I think sure. that's one of the things that we're starting to talk a lot about on the board level and cuz it's important to us where i feel like it's important to you all that we continue to not only do a good job of caring for folks and, and providing compassionate care but to do it in a way that honors the lord and in a way that our the baby boomers and even some of the the generation before them that we now care for can take pride in that they you know they chose to live on a campus that brings glory to God and and then invites an opportunity for the others to know the love of Jesus and and that's really what we hope to be able to continue to do and continue to do well as we move through. And I'd love, you know, if if your audience is listening and would offer up some prayers for us as a ministry just that we can continue to be bold where we need to be bold in that arena and and also I would just say Andy from a prayer perspective of continued but that there'll be continued blessings on SCBMA and provisions of safety. And so that we can continue for the long haul and to continue to serve folks where they're, where they need us to serve them. I would say that. And I would say, I would love the opportunity to know too what we can be praying for, for you all as well, maybe similar, but may also be different.
0: Well, I, th- I think Tom, uh, I think there'd be a lot of similarities. Uh, I know the, obviously the care, the safety of the individuals, you asked, or you kind of mentioned earlier that you are in a a phased reopening uh, of sorts, reentry. Missouri is, the the governor of Missouri has recently made that option available. That is being worked out right now. And, And interestingly, just as all of that became, began to be realized in some ways the governor was was uh it was announced that that he has covid now so i i think i think there's a lot of parallels a lot of similarities there tom but but i think as as we look to allow i'm a pastor as well and and i haven't been able to visit you know some of the care centers and facilities since march when this broke as well and you know i, I contact them via phone and whatnot but um mm. i i sense the hurt in there. You know, in their eyes and, and uh, or in their voices, I should say. I, I know they're in their eyes too, from from those I've talked to that that have been able to at least see them through a window and whatnot. So, so yes, I, I think I think a lot of those similarities would be uh, in play. So I appreciate you asking and sharing your own prayer request uh, for your ministry and for yourself, wisdom uh, for yourself as you lead the organization going forward as well.
1: But do we have time for me to possibly? Um, offer up some prayer for our organization and yours. Absolutely, please do, Tom. Awesome, Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this opportunity to be together and to uh, uh, to share. And uh, Father, we thank you for the for the privilege that it is to s- to serve our senior adults throughout our country, specifically in South Carolina and Missouri. Father, I just um, I thank you for the blessings on our organizations and for those, who, uh, those individuals who are served on our organizations. I thank you for our staff and those who um, unselfishly serve every day this population. And, Father, I do offer a prayer and for our staff, for our residents, and for all the things that we've talked about, whether it be cultural issues, issues with the virus. Father, I just pray that you will continue to bless our organizations I pray, Father, that our organizations will continue to be focused on how we can serve people better, but do it in your name, and that you will be glorified in the process. Amen. So, Father, we just uh, thank you for today. We thank you for your many blessings. We pray continued blessings and wisdom on leadership in our organizations. And, Father, we pray for our nation that as the as this, hopefully, we, we, we pray that the virus will con, uh, continue to decline and we can get back to normal, it, it, whatever that new normal is, Father. But, Father, we also pray for our nation and for all the issues that are being driven culturally. And we pray that you help us to know how to be part of the solution. And, Father, we pray that as we do that, that our seniors will benefit and be blessed And that um, you will be seen as the way and the answer for all people. Now, these things we lift up in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen.
0: Well, thank you, Tom, for your time today and for that prayer. I look forward to um, uh, hearing how your ministry and the the expansion that you have going on there in South Carolina continues to unfold in the future.
1: Awesome. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. I I don't get an opportunity to share out of state stuff, uh, out of state much. So I really do appreciate it. And please let me know how I can help in any way over there in Missouri. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Tom. All right. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining us for this interview today. The Baptist Home has provided Christ-like care to the aging since 1913. To learn more about the biblically informed resources and solutions provided by the Baptist Home, go to www.thebaptisthome.org. Again, www. TheBaptistHome.org. You will find links to previous podcasts, a growing number of church resources, and detailed information about residential and long-term care communities. Until next time, this is your host, Dr. Andy Brams, asking you to be a voice for the aging.